What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of my top trade targets heading into week eight of the NFL season. So whether these guys are coming off of a down game, maybe a disappointing start to the season, maybe they've been dealing with injuries, for whatever reason, I think these guys are solid buy low players. I think they're going to continue to rise in value throughout the rest of the season, and I think these are guys you guys should go out and make some moves on. Also, we're at the point in the season where teams kind of really know where they sit. We know what teams are locks for the playoffs. We know what teams really need to turn it around. So maybe a team is willing to get rid of a guy who has long-term value for you know a short-term upside guy. These are all things we can take advantage of in trades. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you guys do have any fantasy questions, it could be trade-related, waiver wire, uh, start sits for next week, I guess. You guys can drop those down below and I will respond to every single person. But let's jump into the first buy low player and it is going to be Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, I think typically it's tough to trade for players who are in like the caliber of Jonathan Taylor. But at this point in the season, I feel like Jonathan Taylor owners are probably pretty fed up. I mean, I know even coming into this game, I saw a lot of comments like, oh, do I trade Jonathan Taylor for this guy? Should I trade JT? So I do think people who have him are going to be willing to move him potentially for low. And let's just break down his uh, 2022 season here. So he starts off strong in week one scores uh, 27.5 PPR points in week one, then weeks two through four only combines for 22.7 total points. So rough production for the next three weeks. Then he misses week five and week six with his ankle injury. Then he comes back week seven, isn't terrible, 15 and a half points, but that's not what you're expecting out of probably the number one pick overall, if not number one, then number two. For me, I still view Jonathan Taylor as a mid-tier running back one, but I feel like he's going to be valued by the rest of the fantasy community probably more as a back-end RB1, especially by someone who's had him on his team and they're struggling. If you draft Jonathan Taylor with the number one pick, you are not expecting all these down games from him. But I think this most recent game was actually slightly encouraging because this was a bad game script for Jonathan Taylor. You know, the Colts were behind early on or behind basically the entire game, and JT only had 10 carries. He could have kind of been phased out of this game for Naheem Hines. He still saw eight targets. So what this is telling me is that Jonathan Taylor is game script proof. They're going to be using him heavily no matter what type of situation they're in. And I just think Jonathan Taylor is too talented of a player to not improve on this production. I think it's kind of a lame argument. But I mean, if we just look back to last year, Jonathan Taylor started off really slow, still finished as the running back one overall. So we just know it's possible. I think he's going to have a solid bounce back. I still think he's going to be a locked in running back one rest of season. And I think it's kind of tough to trade straight up at the running back position because like you could trade up, you know, straight away for Mixon, Cook, but I don't know if you're really taking like a dub there, getting rid of one of those guys. I think what you could do is swap running backs, like swap one of those top guys, Mixon, Kamara, Cook, but then also get a minor upgrade elsewhere. So maybe minor upgrade at running back, a different running back, minor upgrade at wide receiver. But so it's almost like you're swapping equally ranked running backs, but then getting a solid upgrade on top of it. So that's what I'd be looking at with Jonathan Taylor. The next buy low option is going to be Amari Cooper. And he's actually someone who I've been waiting to kind of talk about as a buy low option. He didn't even have a terrible game, three receptions for 74 yards, but I mean like 10.4 PPR points, a little disappointing out of Amari Cooper. For me, I'm willing to overpay for his production through seven weeks. So, you know, through seven games, he's averaging 14.3 PPR points. I'm willing to give up, you know, more than a wide receiver 
averaging that point per game number would normally get because we are four games away until Amari Cooper can hit like top 10 wide receiver upside. We are getting closer and closer to Deshaun Watson getting back on the field. And we know that Deshaun Watson absolutely carries his wide receiver ones. Looking back, DeAndre Hopkins with the Texans, Will Fuller with the Texans, the year I think Hopkins was hurt, or no, Hopkins might've been traded to the Cardinals at that point. But whoever is the wide receiver one for Deshaun Watson, they absolutely feast. We are seeing Amari Cooper put up really strong production with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And I guess Brissett has been like serviceable as a backup, but he's averaging 226 passing yards per game, only six total passing touchdowns in seven games. Like those are not numbers to support a strong wide receiver. And Amari Cooper is still averaging 14 plus points per game. I'm telling you guys, Deshaun Watson steps in. I think Amari Cooper could be averaging 18, 19 points per game. I really do think that's possible. Like if Deshaun Watson is the same player as the last time we saw him, I think Amari Cooper will be a league winner for fantasy. So these are some players that I think are probably valued higher than Amari Cooper right now that I'd be willing to give up straight away. Uh, Some people may not like this. I'd give up DeAndre Hopkins straight away. I understand he's going to be really strong for the next four or five weeks, but I think his season-long value is capped when Marquise Brown comes back. I'm giving up Christian Kirk easily, and I'm also easily giving up Gabe Davis. Now, obviously, this is probably a move that's more uh, focused on a team that has a strong record right now, because if you're struggling to get to the playoffs, you probably need a DeAndre Hopkins. You may need a Gabe Davis to get you there. But if you're coasting into the playoffs, Amari Cooper is a guy who's going to bring it home for you, and I would be willing to give up those wide receivers. Now, moving over to another buy low, this is going to be another wide receiver here, and it is Keenan Allen. We saw him make his return from his hamstring injury here in week seven. And I mean, I guess you could call it a return. The dude barely played. He had two targets, two receptions, 11 receiving yards. It seemed like he was on the uh, sideline the entire second half. And just looking at Keenan Allen's season so far, he has been a massive disappointment. This is a guy who was picked at the 2-3 turn. He's played in two games. He has scored 13.7 total points. He has missed five games with injury, and he has a week eight bye. So through eight weeks of the season, you've started him twice, most likely. He's given you nothing in terms of starting production. Then you've had him out of your lineup for five weeks, and now he has a buy. I think Keenan Allen could be a top 12 wide receiver rest of season, and I think you can buy him right now at wide receiver like 24 prices, like fringe wide receiver two value. We see Mike Williams could potentially be out for a while with that ankle injury looked brutal. He was like carted off the field. I would like to believe that after this bye week, Keenan Allen is going to be fully healthy from that hamstring injury or close to fully healthy. It's possible he uh, re-aggravated it, but I just got to look at the upside swing here for Keenan Allen. If he is healthy on this Chargers offense, especially with Mike Williams out, he is going to be a volume machine, top 12 locked in PPR wide receiver. I think easy if he's healthy. And so these are some guys I would just be throwing out straight up offers for McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, Cortland Sutton, Al Lazard, assuming he's not seriously injured. Like I'd be giving up all those dudes for Keenan Allen. I think he's someone who people are, will just be ready to get him off their team. They're going to want someone who's shown a decent amount of value and Keenan Allen, I just think can be a league winner for someone who's patient. They're going to accept that he's struggled early on, but I really think he can bring it home for some championship teams. And then the final buy low player is going to be Dalton Schultz. Uh, He had an average game, I guess, not a crazy buy low. Five targets, five receptions, 49 yards, 9.9 PPR points. He only had a 68% snap share. He's still kind of working his way back from injury. And I think he also had to like sit out a series 
or at least a sequence of plays because he keeps uh, you know, injuring his knee. Obviously, the health is a concern. He's been in and out of games, banged up. They say he'll be fine moving forward. We just got to look back to last year. Dalton Schultz was the tight end five in points per game, so we know he can be a very solid uh, fantasy tight end when he's healthy. We have Dak Prescott back. It seems like Schultz is going to continue to get more and more work. He was obviously limited in this game with that 68% snap share, but I think he's going to be a very strong startable tight end option moving forward. And I feel like right now with the injuries, and it's not even like he's been injured and just missing games, he's missed games, but he's also been injured and playing and then leaving injured. So like people are starting him potentially, giving him nothing. So I feel like he may not even be viewed as a top 10 tight end at this point. I think if you're able to like swap mid-tier tight ends for Dalton Schultz and then also get an upgrade somewhere else, I think that's solid. Maybe he's someone's tight end too. You know, they drafted or, or they picked up a solid waiver wire guy in Njoku, someone like that. I think you could get him for cheap. I think if you need a tight end, I think Dalton Schultz is a really strong buy low option. So those are going to be my buy low players, Jonathan Taylor, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Dalton Schultz. I think a solid mix of like win now assets versus guys who may have some serious long-term league winning upside. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below. Am I crazy or should we be buying low on these guys? If you guys did enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, drop them down below. Thank you for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.